This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone. I'm Bev Jones, and this is Just About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. Our guest is Paul Pagnato, a highly successful and top-ranking financial advisor in Virginia. His firm, Pagnato Carp, manages more than $4 billion in assets. Today we'll talk about Paul's intriguing new book, Transparency Wave, Exponential Changes That Will Transform Our World. Paul is passionate about transparency in all things, from managing your money to managing your health. He says that transparency changes everything and it now has the power to change business and government, mostly in good ways. Paul, I enjoyed your book, Transparency Wave, so much, and I I learned some things too, and I'm really eager to jump into it. But before we do that, uh, here on Jazzed About Work, we always like to hear about people's own career stories and and learn what makes them so passionate. But the question I have about your career is, how did you go from microbiology to wealth management? Well, when I was young, uh, going back to second grade, what I asked for when I was, I guess, 11 years old was a microscope for my birthday. Very unique. So my whole life, I've always look through a different lens, wanting a lens of transparency. And uh, when I graduated from college, took a position working on a project for NASA to detect life in outer space. Well, after five years, we never found it. I understand they're still looking for it. And what I realized is I wanted to be more entrepreneurial. I wanted to grow more. I wanted to talk to people during the course of a day. So that really motivated me, inspired me to shift careers. I believe we're at this point in time in the, the workplace where we call it the map of life, where it is becoming more and more common for individuals to have a career and go back to school and then have another career and then pivot again and again and again. So I've been fortunate to be able to do that. And I think this was just part of it, part of my journey. What's your definition of transparency? Pure, unbiased, honest truth. Perfect. I love that. So I'm guessing that part of your passion for working with your wealth management clients is total information transparency. Is that right? Yes, complete data, complete disclosure, upfront, in very simplistic terms for anybody to be able to understand and follow. One of the ways I've become um, so interested in transparency is I'm, I'm interested in how leadership works and how people can be happy at work. And it strikes me that you can't have trust in employee-employer relations or collegial relationships without sharing of information. And in the past, 
sometimes it was just physically hard to do that. But now, uh, how how does the all the new information translate into the possibility of transparency as opposed to uh, I don't know micromanagement? Can you talk a little bit about what transparency can be in the workplace these days? Oh, you you bet. And the companies that are flourishing today are the ones that have figured it out that have brought transparency to a whole new level in the workplace and in the marketplace with their clients. And and the gig economy is a beautiful example of that. Today, it's over 40% of the workforce is in the gig economy. So people are just really taking taking a hold of the, the steering wheel and driving themselves. But some examples would be Starbucks, so I had the good fortune of having dinner with Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks. And I asked him, you know, I was really prepared for the dinner. I had my series of questions and it was time for me to ask the, the big question, which was, I want to know what keeps Howard Schultz up at night, the founder of Starbucks. And I was expecting him to say something like obtaining coffee beans from Columbia, South America. Yeah. It couldn't have been further from the truth. He said it was culture and it was the people. And people are what make up every single organization. Without the people, you don't have a company. So with companies like Starbucks, everybody knows how much everybody makes. It's very rare, but it's extreme transparency. At Google, the employees have taken it upon themselves to share and they have their own intranets and everyone posts how much they make and how many shares and units of Google they have. So it, it can come from the top down, but it's even more beautiful, I believe, when it's bottom up, when an organization autonomously starts to run itself and the employees take leadership and become entrepreneurs on their own. At one point in your book, or maybe more than one point, um, you said that transparency is an attitude. How do you develop that attitude, and what, what is that attitude? You know, there's not many things in life that we can control. One of the very few items is our attitude. When we wake up every day, we have a fresh, brand-new day. And we can determine how we process and our attitude towards things. Life is not a bowl of cherries and things. Curveballs are, are, are sent our way every single day. But for me, my mantra is PMA, positive mental attitude. And I live that every day from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. And by openly, transparently sharing that with others, Every email I send, every text I send to anybody, I end it with PMA. And what that does is it keeps me in check and it keeps me smiling and it keeps me being positive and hopefully making an impact on others. So that's, that's how I think about it. And, and I know things aren't always easy, but 99% of the time, we can always find a positive in everything. And it's an art actually turning negatives into positives. You know, when we have a negative situation in our life, we have a choice. Do we go down that path of negativity or do we put our PMA hat on and find an opportunity? An example would be, say we are having dinner at a restaurant 
and say they bring the wrong food to us. We in the restaurant can make a decision that can be a really bad negative experience. Or the manager can come out, apologize, and copy the dinner. So that's an example of turning a negative into a positive. You can actually become a raving fan. So in life, every day, we are we have so many opportunities to turn these negatives into positives. Well, I agree with you. I, I had to kind of learn it the hard way. I think I was born a warrior and always uh, it helped me in my lawyer days when what you're trying to do is think of all the bad things that can happen and prevent them. And I've really had to uh, work to turn myself and to an optimist. So I have to think about those things every day. Were you born that way or how did how did you start uh, becoming uh, so attached to your uh, PMA? You know, I as far back as I can remember as a child, um, I've been very positive. I had a wonderful childhood. Um, great parents, siblings, um, just just a fabulous up, upbringing. Um, so I, I believe my mindset, I'm, maybe I'm fortunate, is, was always positive. Um, but, you know, I've had a lot of challenges. I had the financial crisis, you know, hit, you know, hit the world and millions of people lost jobs and millions of businesses went out of business. And I was managing a billion dollars. That was a very, very challenging situation. I was sleeping two, three hours at night, but I was able to turn that negative into a positive. So um, to answer your question, and I, I, I do believe I've always been a, a positive individual, but you know, I've also had some challenging things. But So transparency creates wealth. That's what um, you said in your, your wonderful book. And I, I, I feel hopeful about that. I feel hopeful that companies that are sustainable, the B corporations and the companies that are trying to um, be good in the world are going to um, succeed. But for your clients, you're, you manage the wealth of, of people with, uh, it sounds like, lots of money. Is it a hard sell that uh, when they're looking at investments and looking at the future, is it a hard sell that transparency and sustainability are things that one should look at in, in businesses for if you're trying to create security? It's, it's not. Um, transparency and trust go hand in hand. They're synonymous. And so people, humans want to trust one another and they want to deploy their money, their capital in organizations and companies that, that they trust. So we have made this amazing, when I say we, it's really the world, the global economies have had to make this shift from being in an economic period of scarcity to abundance. So in the world of scarcity, you had countries and companies that thrived that took scarce items, oil, gold, diamonds, copper, materials, and brought them to the mass consumers. Now, since we're in this period of abundance, we have record supplies of oil and gold and copper, et cetera, et cetera, and materials, even food. 200 years ago, 94% of the world 
was rather impoverished. Today, that's 6%. That, that, that's an extreme poverty. So in this world of abundance, people have so many choices. We go to a grocery store, we go online, we have an abundant amount of choices of what to buy. And what differentiates those products or those services today is trust. And so the companies that are able to form trust are the ones that are taking transparency to a whole new level. And over the last 10 years, that's created over $5 trillion of value in, uh, in, in, in companies. And it's, it's continuing. So this world that we live in, in abundance, trust is absolutely critical. And trust and transparency go hand in hand. It's interesting to, to hear you talk in a very compelling way about abundance. I, so many people I know, people I've interviewed here and just about work, are in a mode of scarcity partly because they're so worried about climate change and what's happening with the earth and the declining species and all of those kind of things. Do you see a collision between that concern about climate change and an attitude, a positive attitude of abundance in a sense that we can do what it takes? Beautiful question. So, Beverly, that is a big concern that I have and many, many leaders. And um, that is something that we need to address. So this world of abundance has caused a lot of issues with our environment and, and climate control. So I believe the global leaders need to uh, put a higher focus on that. And I believe we are hitting a collision between the two and uh, it, it needs to become a priority and it's something we need to focus on and something we need to do a much, much better job on. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Master's in Public Administration or Environmental Studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. I have a sense that there are business leaders, um, hopefully around the globe, who are saying to each other, we have power because we have resources. And if you have power, even if nobody elects you, it's your job to make the world better and to take responsibility. It feels to me that that's happening. So I guess that's maybe that's my learned optimism. But I, it feels to me um, that there's much more talk among business leaders about how we take responsibility. I don't remember that from my own uh, years in executive positions back in the energy uh, business years ago. Is that happening or am I just delusional? 
No, that that is happening throughout the world. The governments and the systems and the, and the policies that are expressing and allowing for more democracy, more freedom, uh, allowing people to be entrepreneurs are, are flourishing uh, without a doubt. And uh, whether it's leaders of countries to CEOs of companies, um, they're, they're realizing this and it's happening at a very fast pace. The, the companies and the organizations and the countries that are allowing for more democracy, more autonomy um, are flourishing. So let's bring it down to a more immediate level for our listeners, who I'm guessing are mostly not um, heads of, of giant, wonderful organizations, but people trying to get by in, in their little businesses or their small um, units within a bigger organization. Uh, you say that transparency um, can be culture and it can change everything in the way people interact. Is, is, is that right? It can, can we all adopt transparency in our workplace wherever we are? We can, and it's up to us to do that. Remember, an organization is only as good as the people. It's, it's people like you and me and everybody that, that's employed in corporate America or even by the government. So we're the ones that make up the culture. We're the ones running the organizations every day. And every single one of us has in our genes the ability to be an entrepreneur. All of us want to grow. All of us love to experience that, that journey of growth. And that's what it is to be an entrepreneur. So if we have a shift in mindset that we want to grow, and we're transparent that us as humans, we want to grow, we aspire to grow. That's part of our purpose, part of our being here. In, in our organizations of where we work, if we have that mindset, that will hopefully give us the courage to give that leadership of transparency and to always, always do the right thing and to, and to speak up. So I wrote a book called Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. And it, it's not really about entrepreneurship. My um, thesis, and I think I, it's been out for five years. I started writing it 10 years ago when these things were not so obvious. But when I worked with clients in the government or universities or other big complex organizations, I noticed a difference. There are two kinds of people. There are the folks who regarded their, these big organizations as almost parental and um, felt that these people had a responsibility to take care of the employees' lives, and it didn't always work out well. But other people um, looked at um, everything that came along in their organization as an opportunity. They l acted like entrepreneurs, even if they had jobs in big companies, and it was a huge difference. Uh, it sounds like you're saying uh, somewhat the same thing, that wherever you are, you can act like an entrepreneur, that that's sort of inherently human. Do you, do you agree with that? 100%. Perception is reality. What we think and how we process is, is reality. So when we're going to the office or wherever we are, if we're one of the first ones in there, turn on the lights like it's your company or you see something on the floor just like you would in your house, Take it up. 
So yeah, 100% Beverly, um, it's, it's up to us and it's a mindset and we have that ability to, to be that way. The world would be just much, much better place if we all think and act and be as an entrepreneur. So let's relate that to transparency. There's a relationship with full information and then taking responsibility. So if you come into the office and it's dirty and somebody spilled coffee and um, you know everything's a mess and it's not your job to clean up, transparency is part of your response because what you're doing is you're looking and you're seeing the spilt coffee or you're seeing the things that haven't been answered. You're taking responsibility for noticing what's happening and you're acting as though everybody everybody has an obligation to respond to what they see. Is that, am I getting at part of what you're talking about? Yes, totally. And then if you take it the next step, we all have our peers and we have people we report to. And if we have the courage to be transparent with our peers and the people we report to, if there are things that we believe, you know, the mental chatter that we have is real, there are things that are on our mind that we feel the organization, our departments should be doing differently. We should express that. We should be transparent about that. That'll make for a super healthy dialogue. And most organizations actually want that. That's value creation. So, you know, have the, the courage and have the attitude to make everything better around you and all the people around you better whether it's your peers or someone who works for you or someone you report to. Just always be seeking the flourishing of others. Think, think as, a, as a business owner, think as a shareholder, because you are at the end of the day. So there's transparency brings wonderful factors and powers into our life. It, it uh, makes trust possible. It helps us accept responsibility. But on the other hand, the vast amount of available information is also terrifying. It's um, people um, are allowing their lives to be recorded in every instance if they're they're highly um, connected. Are there safeguards um, that we need to think about to sort of the total flow of information? Is it is it, is it just too dangerous to have all that information available to uh, governments or bad guys somewhere? Well, you bring up such a, an amazing topic of, of, of privacy in all of our lives today with the information age and era that, that we live in. So um, I think of it as different, I decompartmentalize it in different ways. So one, I think of privacy and transparency as a loop. I think it's really as a circle. I think it's really important for organizations to be transparent about their privacy standards. So if it's important to us, the privacy, and some people, it's not that important. Some people are okay with it. In fact, the data says every year, the level of importance of privacy is diminishing amongst the public. So it's contrary to what a lot of us may, may think and believe, but if it's important to us 
then we should be very mindful of the choices and decisions we make. So if we utilize an app and technology, we should be very conscious about what their privacy standards and policies are. If they don't have privacy standards and policies, then we need to make a conscious decision. Do we use that or not? We should be very mindful that anything we put out digitally, there's a permanent stored record, whether it's an email, whether it's a text, it's out there and it's permanent. So if those items are important to us, we need to take leadership and ownership and um, we need to make informed decisions as to which companies we do business with and which apps we'll utilize and what we'll put into an email or a text. But again, the bulk of the population is over time becoming less and less concerned and more and more accepting of the world that we live in today. So that raises other concerns for me. One of the things I worry about is the decline of newspapers and the decline of independent journalism. I um, deeply believe that it's, it's, it's vital for democracy and it's vital for um, that a good flow of information be available in order for citizens to, to be engaged in a productive way. So there's a whole new movement of uh, nonprofit journalism and other uh, efforts to provide independent, nonpartisan journalism. Part of that seems to me is important. Is that's important is transparency about process. We just talked about the process of gathering the information, the process of vetting sources, the process of double checking, and all the things that are traditional journalism ethics. It feels like anybody who's spreading information has some obligation to share their process of gathering and double-checking information, whether we're talking about um, whatever is going to replace newspapers or we're talking about financial accounting. Would, would you agree with that, that process suddenly becomes important, even if other people don't care? If you care about what you're doing, your process has to be visible? I couldn't agree more. And there are many others that feel the same way. Wyatt Andrews, a professor at University of uh, Virginia, who, who is a professor of media studies, feels exactly the same way, is so passionate about the transparency in the media and journalism. Just this last week, I spent two days at the University of Georgia, and I taught five classes, and three of the classes were in the School of Journalism. And as a result of that, when I, when I was teaching the six T's of transparency that, that are in the book, their walk away was, oh my gosh, we need to create the six T's of exponential transparency for journalism. So they're going to do that. So they're actually going to create standards that they feel should apply in the world of journalism to ensure transparency on what's being reported on. So I couldn't agree more and others feel passionately the same way. And I think this is, there are lots of opportunities to bring transparency to a whole new level in journalism in the media world. So as we finish, I want to mention the book, the book again. The, the full title is Transparency Wave, Exponential Changes That Will Transform Our World. As, a, as we finish up here, do you want to comment at all about your six T's there, the sort of the thesis throughout the book? Uh, would love to. So 
after studying the most successful companies in the world for, for a two, three year period, there's a DNA of these uber, uber transparent companies, and they all follow these six T's. So the first T is transparency standards. They have a set of standards that the organization is held accountable to. Secondly, they, are, they have these terms that are ridiculously simple. Think of the customer contract. Very easy for someone to understand those terms. And there's total accountability. They hold themselves accountable, and in some cases will have authorities hold them accountable to follow these standards. They have transparent costs. Everyone knows exactly what their product or service costs. And then they openly communicate to the public and to their staff and their employees open and accurate database facts. And then lastly, if an organization or a person, any of us, follow these five T's, we have trust, ultimate brand loyalty. So it's not that complicated. We can do it. It just takes courage. Well, that's a great way to end. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for your book, and um, thank you for all of the light that you are shining on transparency. Well, my, my pleasure, PMA, every day, all day long. Today we've been talking with Paul Pagnato about how transparency is a key to prosperity, good government, and a healthier world. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Bev Jones, author of Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. Today's career tip is that if you are transparent about your work, it can improve relationships with your colleagues or clients and shine a light on your actual accomplishments. Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed our show, please, Tell your friends.